0: Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com.
1: Welcome to episode five of the Finsider Perspective. I'm your host for the next 20-ish minutes, um, Kevin Nogle, the managing editor of the Finsider. You probably already know that, but hey, I'm introducing myself, so that's me. Uh, I'm recording this on the one day off between weeks 15 and 16 of the 2021 season. COVID has impacted the NFL schedule. Uh, You probably already know that, but two games moved To Tuesday night for week 15, which meant that there is only the Wednesday off day between the two weeks as the Thursday night week 16 game will kick off. So it's been a weird break for this week or a weird couple weeks for the NFL, but it really is probably a testament to how well they've been doing with COVID that this is really the only major issue that has come up this year. They've been good on their testing and their protocols. So it has worked out pretty well for them. They don't have any other scheduling plans right now. So I think everything seems to have come together for them and we we've, we've will hopefully be able to get through the remainder of the season without any more major issues. Tonight's show We'll just have a quick look at the 2022 Pro Bowl roster, really looking at the Dolphins piece of that. Uh, we'll look at the upcoming games, uh for the Dolphins, specifically this weekend's Monday night football game against the Saints, and then the playoff chances for the Dolphins this year. Uh, earlier Wednesday night, the All-Stars for the 2021-2022 NFL season were announced. Xavier Howard is the lone Dolphins representative on the list. It, it makes sense that Howard is once again in the game. I mean, he's one of the top corners in the league. Even if he isn't having his 10 interception season like he had last year, it's in part, probably in large part, that quarterbacks are staying away from Howard and he's not getting an opportunity to make a play on the ball because the ball's not coming his direction. So it makes sense that he's there. It's probably not really a surprise that he's the only Dolphins player to make the list, you start one in seven, you get relegated to regional only television coverage. It's really hard to get fans from around the nation to vote for your players when the fans never see your players. So I don't think it's a surprise that Miami only had one, but I would not be surprised if it turns out that the dolphins have a few alternates for the game that eventually get activated and make the all-star event uh, in uh, Las Vegas. So, I wouldn't be surprised if Javon Holland, Christian Wilkins, Jerome Baker, Emmanuel Ogba, Jalen Waddle, I wouldn't be surprised if any of those guys make it. Uh, Holland is clearly becoming a beast in the secondary for the Dolphins. Wilkins is a monster, whether he's playing defensive tackle or defensive end. Uh, he He's controlling the line of scrimmage. He's wrecking havoc in the backfield. So I think that he has a possibility to get there. Baker's been coming on strong, especially late this season. I think the Dolphins finally are figuring out where to play him and how to play him. And it's, 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 it's improving his performance after he struggled early in the season. So I think you could see him make it. And then Agba is just any pass at the line of scrimmage that he can get his hands on. He will and knock it down. So at some point that will get recognized and that will earn him some notoriety around the league, probably from the coaches for the most part. But I think that you could see him end up as a Pro Bowl alternate. And then you have a wide receiver in Jalen Waddle who is on pace to break the NFL rookie receptions record. That could end up getting him a nod if they need wide receivers. Uh, didn't talk about him, but I think tight end, Mike Kosicki could make the pro bowl. It's probably a little bit of a longer shot for him just because he is currently a uh, third among tight ends in receptions. He's sixth in receiving yards, but he only has two touchdowns and he only averages 10.7 yards per reception. So those aren't great numbers. Uh, he, The the two guys ahead of him on the tight ends receptions are Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey, who made the Pro Bowl. So there's definitely a way for Gasicki to get there, but I just I think he's a longer shot this year, and I just I don't know that the the performance will warrant his selection. So the the Pro Bowl was the news on Wednesday that's future stuff really when we really think about it so turning to this upcoming game for Miami the Monday night football game against the Saints uh, in New Orleans it's it's not really a must win for the Dolphins they're not going to be eliminated if they were to lose but it's probably pretty close to a must win Uh, you, you want to make sure you are truly in the AFC playoff picture you want to truly put a 1 and 7 start and a 7 game losing streak behind you. Win 7 in a row, put yourself a game above 500 in a in a year where the league is seen. One game over 500 is about where the playoffs are right now. So Miami needs to come out of Monday night with a win. Obviously going into New Orleans to play the to play the Saints is it's never an easy situation. It's not the Drew Brees era Saints, so that's obviously a, po- a positive for Miami. But it's not a simple, easy situation. It, it's clearly it's going to be easier to try to claim a playoff berth when you're eight and seven rather than seven and eight. Miami technically is still in the AFC East hunt. Obviously, that's a really slim chance, but they technically are not out of the division yet. So we'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, as of recording, the Saints are favored by three points, which is about where this line has been all week. Haven't really seen a lot of movement on it, which pretty much says the Saints are getting the home field advantage, but nobody's really quite sure which way this game will go. Saints are coming off an impressive win. They dominated the uh the Buccaneers to a shutout. It was only, I think, the third, I want to say, shutout for Tom Brady in his career. The last one actually was the Dolphins beating the Patriots 21 nothing in December of 2006. I read somewhere, and unfortunately I can't remember where, but I read somewhere that there is not an active defensive player in the league who was in the league the last time Tom Brady was shut out so that tells you something that the saints did something and the saints always seem to have a great performance against brady it kind of feels like brady and the dolphins where one of the games every year miami's probably going to win it or at least come close so there's a there's a similarity there i think the 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 other side of that though is the Saints offense didn't exactly do much against the uh, the Buccaneers. It was a nine-nothing win, so you're not seeing a whole lot out of this New Orleans offense right now. Of course, you add in Miami traditionally struggles with a running quarterback and they're going to be facing one in Taysom Hill. So you're you're going to have some concerns there. Are the Saints going to come out and just let Taysom Hill try to run it against the Dolphins and see what happens there? That's probably the game plan, at least from the initial kickoff. And then they can change it up as they go and see if Miami is reacting to that.
0: This is Advertiser Content brought to you by Frito Lay. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth the snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com.
1: This game is interesting for lots of reasons, obviously, playoffs and all that, but you also have the uh Chris Sims aspect of this game. Chris Sims said recently that they asked... Uh, I'm quoting him here. They asked Taysom Hill to throw the ball 30 to 50 yards downfield. Things not asked of Tua. So idiots on Twitter, shut up. You're an idiot. Get off Twitter and learn something else. You're an idiot. So apparently if you are a fan of Tua, Chris Sims probably thinks you're an idiot because Taysom Hill is a better quarterback. I don't know. Obviously that doesn't go over well in Miami and with the fans of Tua. I think it's I understand what his point is. Taysom Hill is throwing the ball further downfield than what Tua is, but that doesn't necessarily make you a better quarterback just because you're throwing the ball down the field. Whereas in Miami, yes, Tua is throwing a lot of short passes where they're quote unquote, not asking him to throw long passes, but are they not asking him to throw long passes because he can't throw the long ball? Because when he does throw it, it's pretty and it seems effective, but they don't ask him to throw it because the offensive line has struggled to pass block for an extended period of time. It's hard to throw the deep ball when you're having to get the ball out of your hand the quickest in the league, which is what Tua is doing right now. So I think that there's there's aspects both ways to this. It'll be an interesting game. And maybe for at least in terms of what have you done for me lately, Maybe we'll have an answer to, is Chris Sims proven right that Hill is a better quarterback than Tua, but we'll see what happens Monday night. We probably won't have a true answer to the Dolphins' playoff chances this year after the game, but we may have a better understanding of what needs to happen over the final two weeks of the season. So the Dolphins, they they need help. This is not a they control their destiny type situation. If they win out, they win their final three games, they will probably put themselves into position, but it's not a locked in because there are a bunch of other teams that could win out and also lock their way in. So the Dolphins need help. Again, a one in seven start to the season means you need help, especially when no team has ever gone one in seven and made the playoffs. So Miami's trying to do something unique here. They, uh, sorry about that. Had to cough. So you got a little bit of silence there, but we are probably not going to know exactly how the Dolphins chances will fall out over the final two weeks, but we do know that there are games out there that could be huge for Miami. And it's actually one of those is the Buffalo bills beating the Patriots. That would be a great result for Miami. Because it would theoretically move the Bills into a position where they're going to lock down the AFC East, making the Patriots a wild card team. And the Dolphins currently hold the one game win over the Patriots with a second game still to be played. So Miami could be in a position to tie the Patriots with a record and then have the head to head advantage over them in terms of uh, tie breaks. So that could actually be a great thing. Uh, if you go through all of the scenarios that happen this weekend, it is possible for Miami to jump into the seventh seed, which is now, as of last year, you probably know that is the third wildcard spot. So Miami could finish this weekend in a playoff position. It's probably a pretty slim chance. You need uh, you need the Packers to beat the Browns. You need the Bengals to beat the Ravens. You need the Texans to beat the Chargers, the Chiefs to beat the Steelers, and then the Dolphins need to win over the Saints. So is it likely? No. But after a 1-7 and seven start, the possibility of being in a playoff position with two games to go is pretty impressive. Over at 538.com, they have the Dolphins entering the week with just an 11% chance to make the postseason. Again, a 1-7 start, that's actually pretty impressive. But a Monday night win, just a Dolphins win, would jump them from 11% up to 21%. Then, if all those other games fell out the way I said, the Dolphins would be at about a 34-35% chance to make the postseason. You also have other games that I didn't mention, the Titans and the 49ers, uh, the Colts and the Cardinals. Those games actually don't have a lot of impact on Miami's playoff chances according to 538 simulations, but they actually could because if the Colts can actually get into the AFC South lead, that takes them out of the wild card where Miami does not have the tie break because the Colts beat the Dolphins. And it puts the Titans into the wild card where Miami faces the Titans in week 17. So you could have a situation where Miami is playing a team that they could end up tied with and get that tiebreaker. So that would be a great scenario if it came down to it. But in terms of week 16, that game really doesn't have much impact one way or the other when the percentages work out. The, the, the fun part is that in the middle of a seven game losing streak earlier this year, there was no way we were going to have conversations, have discussions, have articles written on the Fensider that were realistically talking about Miami in a playoff c- scenario this year. By now, we should be talking about the draft, the schedule for next year, what free agents, all, all that stuff. Or not, because the Dolphins have somehow turned a 1-7 and start into a 7-7 and record, a game out of the playoffs, and we're in late December. So it's, it's a different discussion than what it looked like we would be having early on this year. I, I think that's a really great thing, and I know that sitting here talking to you guys, it definitely feels good and hopefully after this weekend we're still able to have that feeling and we're still able to talk about hey this is all that has to happen to get the Miami Dolphins into the playoffs this year and we'll see what happens so that's about it for tonight so thank you for listening i'm kevin nogel this has been the finsider perspective make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcasts don't miss the next episode of the Finsider Perspective, as well as Finsider Radio or the Jake and Josh show, whichever way you want to call it, and the Blowhole, all of which will come on that one follow. So thank you all, and uh, we'll talk again next week.